tu 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 this was naim and this is augustina and you are listening to growing in touch a podcast where we deconstruct processes that we use in our relationship and share them with the world in the hope that this might help you be happier together and realize that you are not alone Today's topic is uh, down days. In the following minutes, we will try to offer some context. Why we decided to choose this topic, how is it relevant for us. We try to define what down days mean for us and we take a look at how we tackle them from five different perspectives. The way they look like for each of us. The way we relate to them. Uh, the way down days come about, how they happen, what sparks them, how do they change our regular interactions, and what do we do when they happen? What do we do about them? So let's get started on this topic. Uh, we will start by uh, introducing you to our context a little bit. It's um, definitely a good time to talk about uh, this thing, about down days, because we are living moments that are very uh, special and different from what we usually uh, experience. So we decided that uh, we would choose this as uh, this was one of the topics we initially discussed, but uh, also because it probably makes a lot of sense to understand what down days look like, how they feel uh, in this time when um, they can occur maybe more often. Um, so we decided to do this because of the of this context, but also because this is important for us. And Nai, maybe you want to share a little bit how how your context looks like. My personal context is that in the past month or maybe even in the past two months, I've definitely had significantly more down days than before. So for me, this has become a very relevant topic. It wasn't beforehand. It wasn't six months ago. It wasn't one year ago. I didn't used to have so many down days, but the stress, the panic, the anxiety, the lack of sleep from insomnia, all of these have created perfect conditions for down days to sprout <laughs> for me. Yeah, I have to admit that uh, for me, uh, having down days used to be a bigger issue. I think this time in particular is not a lot more difficult to, to tackle. Uh, I do have down days, but I don't think feel or think I have more down days than I used to at some point. Um, I, I There was a time when I was really stressed and there was a lot of pressure um, for me at some point. So uh, I used to have a lot of down days. Um, but I did uh, get... Um, well, I, I kind of found some ways around them and I understood them better and uh, I think this prepared me for this time now. Um, a little bit more about my context is that um, I also tend to have a little bit of a difficult time when uh, approaching other people who have down days because I have a bit of a savior complex so whenever um, somebody has a down day, I I tend to go towards trying to help them and fix them. And this is something else that we will probably touch on as a topic later on in this podcast, because I think it's important for relationships in general, regardless of their type. Um, I think it's important to understand not only how we deal, how each of us deals with our own down days, but also how we deal with uh, our partners, our friends, our family members down days as well. Couldn't agree more, Augustina. 
I see that we've used the term down days quite a couple of times up until now. We've given some personal context and that's great. I think it's the right time to also try to define what we mean by down days. I myself have tried to research this online, tried to do some proficient researching to make sure that I really understand and I'm not talking talking out of my different body back parts. parts. Back parts, yes. <laughs> Bottom. And I found a great many definitions. Of course, none of these are academic definitions because there's no academic dictionary that specifically defines down days. But people on the internet would refer to them as days of sadness, mild depression, willpower depletion, emotional distress. And this particular idea of emotional distress, this I really resonate with. Days where you feel like you need to hide under the blanket. Days where you feel completely worthless. Days where you just want to sleep or where shame just comes over you and you feel like there's absolutely nothing that you can do. And I resonate with this definition. I resonate with willpower depletion. That's what a down day is for me and emotional distress. I don't really understand. I don't, it's not that I don't understand. I'm not always sure what type of emotional distress I'm in whether it's shame or fear or sadness or whatever else, but I'm definitely not feeling okay with myself. So for me, down days are days of willpower depletion or emotional distress. How about for you, Augustina? I think uh, if we were to give a definition, then yes, emotional distress is maybe one of the most important things about down days. So that is definitely a thing that um, is a common place for all down days for me as well. Um, for me, even though I don't have a specific definition, it's easier. It's always easier when I tune in with myself and how I feel. So I kind of um, try to pinpoint the way they feel, not necessarily what they are. So for me, they are days of uh, low energy, um, days like you said, when I don't want to get out of bed, when I feel like it's kind of the end of the world. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I can't do anything. And uh, they are both physically and psychologically challenging. Um, these are days when I just want to hide under a rock and not talk to anyone or do anything. Um, so that is how I define them and how they feel for me. I, I understand, I see. I prefer blankets because they tend to be cozier, but I, I understand where you're coming from with, with hiding under a rock. <laughs> I think the reason why I thought about a rock is because uh, they feel as heavy as a rock, so in my head. Um, great, it seems like we kind of have a definition, but I'm sure maybe our listeners have different definitions and that's fine because this is a very personal thing and we encourage them, uh, you. We encourage you to look for your own definition and understand your down days better. But um, what we will try to do in the next couple of minutes will be to try to define our down days, both from a personal point of view and from a relationship point of view. Uh, what they are both um, for both of us at the same time as well as individually. So maybe let's try to go on to the next point, which would be how do they feel like? How do they look like for each of us? How does a down day look for you, Nae, maybe, more specifically. Hmm. So, down days for me are days where I can't get absolutely anything done. I've had a lot of them in the last month, or maybe in the last couple of months. Um, since I keep a journal, I can pinpoint specifically what are my down days. One of the worst down days that I've had although not the worst in the past month, um, was on the 11th of March. Very where, specific. Yes, yes, yes. Where 
After a couple of days where I had nightmares and couldn't really sleep, I woke up and I did something that I almost never ever do. I scrolled in bed for an hour and a half. Now, you have to understand, for me, this is very weird. This is terribly weird. Scrolled on social media, right? Yes, yes, yes. I just, just to be specific. I opened Facebook and then I scrolled on Facebook and then I realized, okay, I should stop scrolling on Facebook. So I opened Instagram. <laughs> I continued scrolling on Instagram. I swear, like, I, I never do this. When I wake up, I always go to the bathroom, I brush my teeth, I drink some water and I do my workout. I never scroll before I do any of these. And I just stood in bed for an hour and a half. I don't even remember what I looked at. Um, and then for the rest of the day, everything was just blah. I woke <laughs> up, I, I, I got up from bed, I tried to eat, I kind of forced food into my mouth and I usually enjoy eating. I didn't even get tea, which is something that I do. I was completely out of sync with my regular routine and I couldn't get anything done. I tried by the gods to finish my workout and I had to fight the urge to quit in the middle of it. This has never mm -hmm. happened to me. Usually when I wake up and I do my workout, I have 45 minutes or one hour of physical exercise that kind of gets me energized for the day. And then on the 11th of March, I was 15 minutes into my workout and a real prominent, powerful, persuasive <laughs> thought came into my mind. Let's stop. This is enough. You're tired, Nae. That's it. Let's just go back to bed. And I, I finished my workout. Very proud of myself for that. Yay me. Kudos. Yes, thank you. But for the rest of the day, I just wanted to go back and sleep. And I napped mm. a lot that day. But it didn't feel like, like healthy napping. It felt like I was running away from something. I just wanted mm. to sleep so that I don't have to be awake. That was a weird, weird feeling. And I've had a lot of other similar days since then. Yeah, I, I really, I can really, really relate to the lack of willpower. For me, when I do have my worst down days, um, I can't even start doing things. I, I just cannot. That's one of the signs and I, I kind of stopped pushing myself to do that. Pushing myself to actually start doing something because I found out that for me in particular, um, it doesn't help. It just adds more pressure. So uh, whenever I have down days, I decide to embrace them and uh, give myself the time to process what they want to tell me, what my body and my mind want to tell me. Preach. And uh, the last time I had one of these, like a, a very low <laughs> down day, um, it was um, after I had a, a conversation that told me some things, but well, I kind of read between the lines some things and I needed to make a decision and address something that really that was really bothering me so the the down day that i had was a result of that because i was trying to postpone the conversation that i knew was following and that i knew would be a difficult conversation so i just i couldn't get out of bed i didn't really feel hungry either so for me this is also another sign of having a down day and a difficult situation i have them under control now but they used to be a lot worse um, because for me feeling hungry is not necessarily a thing i usually eat because i crave for something uh, I, it has to be interesting Whenever I have down days, it's very hard to 
feel the need to eat. Um, so that's uh, that's another sign of, of a down day. And that, that was what happened a, a couple of weeks ago when I had this down day um, as well. And uh, yeah, they um, usually all start with me waking up and not being excited about doing anything. I usually, at the, at the start of the day, I have this moment when I wake up and I kind of think, oh, okay, we are excited about doing this today. And that gets me out of bed. But whenever I have down days, this doesn't happen. There's there's just this big weight on my shoulders that I feel and that is keeping me in bed. And then I, I do all of the other bad and toxic things like scrolling endlessly Ooh. without even like there's nothing that stays with me from all that scrolling and also there's another thing that I do I need to be on my own I really really don't want to interact with anyone when I have these days I don't have the power to if to engage in conversations or in in any kind of interaction with anyone uh, you are one of the very important people in my life and i always enjoy talking to you and when i have down days i sometimes don't feel like talking to you either so um sadness it, yeah well no no it I... makes me it makes me feel sad as well, but, no, I, but there's just no power to do it. No, I, I definitely understand. Good, good point. I can relate to a lot of the things that you said over there. How, how do you relate to two down days? Because you said you've had these in the past and you've had a lot of them. You seem to have more experience with down days than, than I do. How do you relate to them? What do you say to yourself when you have a, a down day? You mentioned that you you accept them now. Has it always been this case? Definitely not. Um, it's been a process and it still is to navigate them and to understand them better and also to kind of try. And this is not something I'm sure comes I'm not sure this comes from a good place, uh, but I try to keep them away as much as possible. Mm. Um, this might not be a very good thing. I'm not sure. I still have to look at the signs a little bit. Um, but whenever they come, I, I do. I did make peace with them. We have a truce. Mm. They, they come and go and I accept them when they come. Um, they it used to make me feel like they are never going to go away. So whenever I used to have them a couple of years ago, I felt like if I have a down day, that is the beginning of a spiral down, which made me feel quite scared and out of control. Mm -hmm. But then once I realized that these down days were coming for a reason and the reason was that I needed the time and the space to focus on myself, I, um, I realized that they have a beginning and that they have an end. And that helped me understand that whenever they come, they're fine to come because they're always, they're always going to go away and there will be better days. So now I think I have a slightly better relationship with them. Mm-hmm. We see. How about you? I too have somewhat learned to accept them. Back in the day, whenever I did have a down day, since I was obsessed with productivity, and I am not proud to say that I definitely was a workaholic at one point. Down days meant I couldn't get as many things done in a day than the day before or than average days and that made me feel shame i was ashamed of having down days because it meant that i couldn't do as much my output wasn't as high and that just made it a downward spiral 
the mm. down day that had already started because of the pent-up stress or whatever else just got worse when I thought about how unproductive I am being in that day. So that was then. Now, mostly because of your amazing help, I feel like I have learned to accept them. And I still remember the day when I said to myself, I am allowed to have down days. Then I, I continued with, I'm allowed to be unproductive. But the I am allowed to have down days was really, really big for me. It was a very emotional moment. So yes, I feel like I'm allowed to have down days. I'm still kind of afraid of them. Although I do know that they will pass. Sometimes I get very excited about the things that I have to do. Mm. Well, sorry, not I have to do, that I want to do. I'm going to have a webinar or I'm going to hold a training or I'm going to have, I don't know, um, a nice discussion with somebody. And if I wake up in the morning and I realize, oh no, this is a down day, like this is a bad day, uh, it just drains everything out of me and I realize I'm not going to be able to give 100% at the webinar or at the training or at the discussion. And yes, it's slightly better. I say to myself, it's okay. Nobody's expecting me to give 100%. I am human. I can give 95% or 90% or I can do something about it. I'll do my best for today. I still get a bit scared about it. So mm -hmm. shame has been substituted with fear. I don't know if that's a step up on the ladder, but I feel that being able to to understand this and to look at it, that's that's definitely a better outcome. I feel a bit more in control, so I feel safer now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can totally relate to what you shared and I truly think it's a constant process of understanding and of dealing with them, which uh, I think brings us to another point. Um, what starts them? Because I think once we understand how they come about, uh, what brings them to life, what sparks them, we can become better at handling them as well. That is an excellent que question, Augustina. I'm going to say black magic, Spark. <laughs> the wrath of the gods looking upon us puny mortals for we have done something wrong. I have no idea what sparks them. I No, I'm... I'm being very dramatic because I just don't like down days that much. I have a couple of ideas, but sometimes they don't fit. For me, for example, I know insomnia will spark a down day mm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. I know when my schedule goes haywire because I'm a sucker for sticking to my schedule. When my schedule goes haywire and I have to wait and wait and wait up on someone to, to do something that we had scheduled at one o'clock and then they say, hey, um, I, I'm just going to be 10 minutes late. And then I wait for 10 minutes. And then there again, hey, I'm going to be another 10 minutes late. And we do this for an hour. That completely dismantles my whole mojo for the day. Mm. And I go down a very bad path. Or, and this is probably what's happened in the past two months, when I've got a lot of bottled up stress and I don't talk about it or I don't acknowledge it for myself. When that happens two days, three days, four days in a row, and that happens, a down day will come. And mm -hmm. I can feel it. But sometimes I just wake up in the morning and I'm like, mm, no, this is gonna be a bad day. This is not gonna be a great day for science. Nightmares also sometimes cause down days. I wake up and I, I feel anxious about something that I've dreamt. I usually remember it, but there's nothing specifically that I can I can do about it. This is this is what sparks down days for me. How about for you? What creates down days? It's mainly also something that's bottled up. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it it. I just, I've realized that um, I process some things 
uh, with a bit of a delay. Whenever there's mm-hmm. something very big happening, I can definitely work through the so-called crisis, let's say. But the after effect comes with a bit of a delay. So down days are usually not happening immediately after something big is happening. Um, I am aware of the fact that now my response is a bit faster than it used to be. So, so the delay is smaller, it's getting smaller and smaller, um, which means I'm processing a bit faster. And for me, this is a good sign because it means I'm not putting anything under the rug. Um, not anything, but I'm putting less things under the rug and for less time. Um, but it's usually, it mainly has to do, so my down days mainly have to do with something, with a, with a decision, with a big decision that I need to make. Mm-hmm. And or with the fact that I need to express that decision or to express a need that I have. To verbalize it. To verbalize it, to communicate it, to to hold my ground in front of somebody or in a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, down days come to either make me avoid doing this because it's so big, it feels so big that uh, my body just decides, okay, we're not going to do this. We're, we're going to postpone it for a little bit because we're not ready. To, to have this or they come to tell me that there has been a lot of pressure on me for various reasons either stress or a lot of things happening or me deciding to do too many things a lot more than I can take and down days come to give me a day of rest they come to stop me from running in a rat race all of the time it's your your body telling you hey augustina we need to take a break stop stop you need to stop (laughs) that's a very nice way to think about down days it's true yeah it's a a nice way of my brain and my body Mm -hmm. taking care of me of us quite poetic Is there any way that you prepare for down days? Well, um, I think once I started to understand them better, it was easier for me to kind of keep a mental hygiene. Um, So there are mainly two ways that I find useful for preparing for down days. Um, One is to try to be in tune with oneself as much as possible. And I find that just by me being more careful and aware and present in my life helps me prevent down days or helps me reduce their intensity. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. And then the other thing is that it helps prepare others for my down days. So if, I, if I'm if i in a space where I share the space, I'm living with somebody, I have, I, I'm working with somebody, telling these people in advance that I sometimes suffer, and I am air quoting from down days, um, helps me a lot because it takes away from the pressure of communicating them when they happen. Mm-hmm. So it, it, again, reduces the impact that a down day has. That's that's how I, I prepare for them, basically. That's that's quite smart. I, I have to admit, I do not have a procedure in place to prepare for down days. Maybe that will be a... Maybe that will be transformed into something that I do have. Yes. Okay. You can, you can take this uh, away as a you know, note to self. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Note, note <laughs> to self. Create procedure. Great procedure. To yeah. Tackle down no, Just, just to be, to pay a bit more attention about what's going on and how to help help your future self deal with these things in mm-hmm. a better way. Be, um, be proactive, not just reactive. Fair, yeah, fair. Yeah. 
let's go to the next point of this because this is a point that I really, really like. How do down days change our regular interaction? The, the way we, we interact as a, as a couple. couple, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I guess um, just going back a little bit to what I said before, for me it was really important when we starting our, started our relationship, it was really important for me to tell you about all of these things. I was already going through a, through a therapy process, which made things easier for me, of course, but also for me in, in this relationship with you. So I, I definitely knew I had to tell you about these things up front. And I think that helped us from the get-go uh, know that our interactions might change during these days. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the way they do change is that, so I am only talking about when I feel like I have a down day uh, now. And I think the way our relationship changes in these moments is that I need to feel protected. So even though most of the time we we we, we share responsibility and we kind of try to split it in a very balanced way in mm -hmm. during these days i kind of need to uh, have a little bit less responsibility uh, make less decisions mm -hmm. um, be less in charge so i think this is one of the ways uh, our interactions change uh, when when I have down days and I think when you have down days the way I I change my the way I deal with you is that I try to um, be as available as I can for you to ask me stuff mm -hmm. uh, to ask me to, to do things or to be there for you so that's that's how I see it I want to add an extra mention here. I do remember the very first time we had the conversation about responsibility during down days. And I remember that moment when I, well, we came together to the conclusion that it's fine for me to take more decisions, and that you mm. didn't feel like taking decisions. So I'm like, okay, fine. I will be taking the decisions. I also remember that the decisions weren't very relevant, but they did cause some decision fatigue. They were, what do you want to eat? When do you want to eat? And then if we are canceling something tonight or not, you just didn't feel like you could answer these. And then I said, hey, is it fine if I take all of these decisions? And you were like, yes, please do. And that was that was great for me. And I, I hope it was great for you as well. Yeah, it was definitely great. And it was a very good catch because I, I didn't really know at that point that that was the specific thing that I needed. Mm -hmm. It was, um, thank you. And I really appreciate you did that at that point because you really pinpointed something that um, w was taking a lot of energy and I didn't, uh, it was a thing that I didn't know I needed. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, decision fatigue is, is real, of course. Yeah. I would say that from my perspective, now, you, you explained it really nicely. Usually, things are balanced in our relationship. We know we could lean on the other for a lot of support, but we try to not do that. We try to be autonomous. We try to work things out with our own resources to make sure we don't tire the other one out too much. So that when things really count, they've got all the resources there to give them to us when I have a down day and when you have a down day as well, but I'm going to be talking about me specifically. Now I feel like it's okay to lean on you more during that down day to ask for more support than usually. And this is something that I was not comfortable with at the very beginning of our relationship. Cause I was, I was brought up as a strong man. You know, don't, don't ask for help. Uh, 
No, nobody actually said it to me, but this is how I interiorized the patriarchal culture. Don't ask for help. Don't, don't take more than you give. And that's, that was obviously not efficient or effective for me. And as I learned to navigate down days alongside you, I learned to ask for help more and to allow myself to lean on you without feeling uh, ashamed or without feeling that I'm, I'm taking away something from you without your consent or that maybe without the fear that you'd be upset that I'm asking too much of you. This was a big moment in my life, maybe in our lives, mm -hmm. when I understood it's okay to lean on you more than usual in some days. That was big for me. Maybe it's time to speak about how we deal with them. What do we do about them? And, uh, and you know, some, just some tips and tricks about stuff that we, we do and we found out work mm -hmm. for, uh, for us. Excellent point. Let's start with one of the things that we always do whenever we have a down day, aka express our need and tell people, hey, <laughs> I, I have a down day today, here's what I need. Mm -hmm. how, how do we express what we need to the other? Yeah, I think um, the best way to do it is how we always deal with stuff and I am really I'm so happy we can do this is we we just speak upfront like really sincere and direct without uh, without hiding stuff or we just go on and say look I'm feeling this this might happen or I'm feeling this I don't know what is going to happen uh, just be aware that something is happening so uh that that also helps with down days because you sometimes don't know you are going through this but i find that if i tell you hey i'm feeling a bit low i feel like i don't i don't want to do anything i feel like i don't want to talk to anyone i might not be able to spot a down day but you might be able to mm -hmm. so this is already something that is helpful Communication is definitely key. For me, what helped me explain down days, oh, sorry, explain what I need to you was proper and precise vocabulary. And mm -hmm. part of this vocabulary I took from my therapist. Um, for example, I would say, I need you to be a witness for me. I need you to hear out what, what I'm going to say and just witness what I am saying. Um, sometimes I would say, I need you to hold space for me. Sometimes I would say, I need you to listen to my rant or rant with me. And sometimes I would say, I, I need to not do anything. Um, I, I need to be alone. But precise vocabulary and being able to correctly identify my own need really helps with this. Yeah. It, it does you trying to use the, the the most precise words and um and also again but we're probably going to talk more in depth about these things in in another episode as well um it's being um speaking from your own point of view and not mm -hmm. you know just just trying to say whatever is going on with you and what you are feeling and not you know, stuff that has to do with other people. So kind of mm -hmm. trying to to just express what what you have, uh, what comes from your point of view. Um, now, of course, these all all these these things that we talked about are things that are let's say easier, maybe not easy, but easier when we're close to each other or in the same space. Yes, physically close. But um, but now things are really different, right? Because um, just to offer a bit of context, we're, we're in two different countries and we've been in two different countries in the last six months-ish. Mm -hmm. 
five months. Um, and on, on top of the fact that we're in different countries, it's also this extra stress with everything that is going on. So uh, how do you think things are different now that we are far away? Well, they're definitely more difficult. When we were not far away, I would benefit greatly from hugs. I am a huggy person. Mm -hmm. I like to get hugged. I, it really, really helped when you just stood next to me in bed and you hugged me. That was super useful. Really looking forward to that feeling again. But now it's significantly more difficult to get hugged, uh, especially with social distancing. I, I have to admit, I have a little plushie that I sometimes will hug. I have tried hugging my knees, did not work that, that well for me. So hugging is not that much of an option for me at the moment. What I do now, since I'm, I'm not physically in the same space with you, I talk to you online and that helps. Of course, talking will help. Well, when I can't do that, because uh, for whatever reason, I, I don't have the energy to do it, for example, because you're not right next to me. You're not there to ask me, hey, how are you feeling? Uh, I will cry and that will help. That will relieve some of the pressure. And crying is a good, good treatment to down days. For, for me. Definitely. Can I just jump in to say that sometimes I, I also use this. Well, crying is a really good stress releaser. Mm -hmm. um, the thing is that I can't always cry. Yeah. It's, it's been very hard for me to, to be okay with crying and it still it doesn't really work all of the time. So I sometimes use this trick where I go to like very sad TV series that I know make me cry or movies that make me cry and I, I watch those so that I can jumpstart my crying just to make sure I, I release, I, I make my brain understand that it's fine to cry. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Hey, right, right there with you, I also read books when I need to cry. And usually when there's a lot of stress pent up inside of me, I will be more emotional. So I will cry because mm. it's very sad or I will cry because something is very tasty or something is very beautiful or I like a song. There's a lot of things that can make me cry. So yes, I, I just go and- Lucky you. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, I try to tell myself that this too will pass with time. Maybe not now, maybe not tomorrow, but there will be a time when I will be feeling better. Mm -hmm. I try to get small wins. Like, you know, eat breakfast, do your workout, mm, write down that paragraph for that article that you have been postponing. Really, really small wins. I try to get back into my ritual. I have a very strict ritual each day and that ritual gives me some, some safety. And the thing that probably helps the most, but also incredibly energy consuming, is I talk to myself. I go out in nature and I have a conversation, a very lengthy conversation with myself, in which I bring up different hypotheses about why I'm feeling down. And I try to explore, analyze and solve some different problems that I, that I might be having. I spend a lot of time talking to myself. I, I hope you still accept me and love me. You know I do. It's kind of it's kind of cute. I sometimes I sometimes tell you to send messages to to the parts of you that talk to you, mm -hmm. you talk to. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, no, I, I love every one of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it's um, I have to say some of these tricks let's say they they also you they also work when we're not far away um but for me i think just as it is for you it was very hard to not have someone very close for me it's very complicated to express 
not very complicated. It, it's better now, but it is still a struggle for me to express that I'm not feeling well or that I'm feeling down. Um, and it was so much easier when you were, you know, next door and you could see that there is something off. Mm -hmm. um, again, you took a little bit from the from the burden of me expressing this and and starting this conversation. Um, so this is definitely different. It's been different to exercise the will to tell you and other people that I interact with that I'm not feeling okay. It's becoming easier, but yeah, it's it's still a constant process and a constant working topic. Mm -hmm. um, a thing that helped me when I had down days and you were far was just calling you and telling you I don't want to talk about anything and that I just want you to be there. Like, yeah. just to, you know... To talk to me, uh, tell me something, tell me a story, tell me about your day, talk to me without expecting me to answer back to you. And, and sometimes I sing to you or I tell yeah. you stories that I make up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I have to admit that sometimes, uh, because this sometimes happens when I have panic attacks, I don't really remember the stories and I'm okay. sorry. That's okay. I've, yeah, I've maybe. Been, I've been secretly using the same one over and over again. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. And I will appreciate it each and every time because it's like it's a new story. Yes. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think this listening to your voice basically and um now just a little bit getting away from the romantic relationship that we have i have down days and i sometimes need to to express that i have down days to my family or to my sister as well um with some other people it's sometimes easier for me when they're far away to just tell them hey i can't really talk to you right now i'm not in a good place but i will come back to you when i can talk about it mm -hmm. uh, th this is a thing that um that helps uh, when i'm far away from someone and i don't have the the strength to have the the conversation or to tell people about my down days i see what you're what you're getting at truth be told I'm not very comfortable with telling other people when I have a down day because it's it's very intimate and private to me. But I am very happy with the type of relationship that I have developed with my father uh, two weeks ago when I had a really, really bad, bad couple of days. My dad wanted to talk to me and he was very eager because we hadn't spoken in about four or five days. And he sent me a message and I said, look, I'm in a really bad emotional place and I don't feel like talking about it. Um, please, let's just, let's just talk another day. And he was fine with it. And just the fact that I managed to tell him that I am not feeling great, that, that kind of took a load off my chest. Mm -hmm. That was a testament to the fact that there's somebody out there who I trust a lot, my dad, and who I love a lot, my dad. Of course, there's more people who I trust and love, but well, I, I just want to say that I'm, I'm happy I managed to have this, this relationship with my dad. Yeah, fair. Um, I feel like we've kind of covered how we try to help the other person when they need it. Yeah, I think so. And, and key to this is just to, to try to talk about this in advance or, uh, or after the, the episode the down day has happened just so you can know what to do next time and how to help that person next time they will be in need um and just help the other person explore what makes them feel uh, better mm -hmm. either with making suggestions or with just trying to 
to see, make a list of what does this person usually like when they're at their best. Do they like to be served some very good dessert? Do they like ice cream? Do they like coffee or tea? Uh, do they like to be left alone? Um, you know, just make these list in lists or try to explore these things in advance or after when, when the time is better for for uh, an exploration, a conversation of exploration. Just so um, people don't think we're super weird and geeky, you don't necessarily have to have a Excel list on your computer. Although they help, they, they with, you know. <laughs> with, with different power criteria, like uh, hot chocolate gives plus five enthusiasm, <laughs> uh, great music plus two enthusiasm, stuff like that. <laughs> okay, here's a tough question. How do you deal with your own feelings of feeling down when the other person's already in a bad day? That was a very tough one. Mm -hmm. I think I have to admit it still is because I do come from a place where for a long time I didn't say how I feel about things and for just a little bit a, like a split second there if the other person is not feeling great and I'm not feeling great I uh, I have this feeling that it's unfair and that I uh, I also need the space but um, I guess like with everything else the key is to say to speak about it for me that's it if I, if you have a down day and I don't feel like I can be there for you to hold the space for you to feel that way, the the simple thing of telling you, look, I don't feel great either. I don't, I don't think I can help you this time, is very helpful and it takes away so much from the burden. Yeah, I I very much agree with you. I think you speak the truth with this. In theory, for me as well, mm. if I'm having a bad day and you're having a bad day, I can just tell you, hey, I don't have the energy to, to allow you to lean on me at the moment. And I know that if you told me the exact same thing, I would be relieved because I would know that I am not causing you discomfort. And that would be in itself comforting just a little bit for me. The problem is, I am struggling with this a lot. When somebody's upset and I'm upset at the same time, their upsetness gets precedence over mine. When somebody's sad and I'm sad as well, their sadness gets more of my attention. This is how I've been working for a very long time. I'm trying mm -hmm. to change it. I don't think it's a healthy way of changing it, of, of doing things, but I am struggling with this a lot. Because I am a people pleaser, I want to make sure other people's needs are cared for first so that they, they like me afterwards. And, and I say, hey, look, uh, I take care of you first and then you will be able to take care of me with your full, full potential. I don't feel comfortable being a burden on other people. So it took a long while to not consider myself a burden to you when I have a bad day. And after that happens, after I have a bad day and somebody else has a bad day and I don't allow myself to be upset, I'll get angry about it. Just a bit. Not I, I very, very rarely really get angry. I'll get, I'll get annoyed by it. I'll be like, God damn it. Can't, can't be angry because somebody else is angry. What an, what an annoying situation. And if you think about it, obviously you can be angry. Two people can be angry at the same time and two people can be sad or depressed or depleted of willpower or emotionally unstable at the same time. There's there's no order to this, but I am... And, and that doesn't have to be a, 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 like a, an equal exchange. Yeah. I was this amount of unhappy and you took care of me for this amount of energy, so now I need to give it back. That's yeah. another thing that... I've... yeah. I've given you two hours of support. You have to give me two <laughs> hours of support back and you, you have two weeks to do it. No, of course not. I know this is the truth, but knowing and feeling are two different things. 
It's and true. Yeah. I'm working on really interiorizing this. And thank you for supporting me to do it. Gladly, because I've been there and I know the only thing that worked for me was practice, practice, practice. It was hard work, still is hard work, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm there for you. Uh, and yeah, it's a, it's a learning process. Preach. Excellent. Yeah. I think we're kind of ready to wrap this up. What do you think? I do, I do. Do you have any questions for me, maybe? Is there anything that you would like to um, to ask me? Yes, yes. I have prepared myself a question, truth be told. And my question is, just to end this on a more positive note, what was the last down day that you remember that you managed extremely well? Um, hmm. I think even though the last one uh, was a pretty uh, big down day, it was kind of hard to, to deal with it, I feel like I dealt with it pretty well. Um, it, was, it was okay because um, I kind of had my toolbox of, of things I knew I could fix it. I knew I've been there before and that I and that I can navigate down days. So I told somebody, so I was living in the same house with somebody and I was having a really bad day. And I told that person, look, I'm, I'm really having a bad day. I don't want you to ask why. I don't want you to do anything about it. I'm just having a bad day and I need to have it. That's it. And that helped so much. And I, I am proud of myself. I'm gonna give myself a high five for <laughs> for dealing with it. Yeah. Good job. Um, I have to admit, I had a, I had a question, but we kind of covered it. Uh, I had a question for you. It was, um, I, I was going to ask you to think about a future moment when we both might have a really bad day. Mm-hmm. And what what would be one thing that you would do if we would both have a bad day at the same time? Ah, I would, well, except for everything we've already covered up until now, I would suggest brotherly and sisterly support. <laughs> you have a great Fair relationship to your, with your sister. I have a great relationship to my brother, with my brother. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me? And um, mm-hmm. I think... If we both have a bad day, I will suggest we we call um, backup. We, yes, we call backup. We call backup and we tell, "Hey, uh, I've got a bad. I'm I'm in a really really bad mood, and I am sure both Flori and Theo would be able to to help us out." Mm? Definitely. Yes. As well as uh, I suppose, on top of that, some of our friends who are also amazing and they also su- always support us. So. We yeah. do have amazing friends. This is true. Good for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, good. What are the key takeaways that our listeners, if, if they're going to forget 90% of this whole thing, although how could you forget me singing at the very beginning? But if, <laughs> if they will, what should they remember? I think I would like our listeners to take away the fact that down days will be down down days will come down days will happen um and they are not easy but they can definitely be dealt with um if you try to focus on yourself and the way you feel and how you do things before you have down days or in between down days. Whenever you have a good moment, try to um, to use it or maybe just a little bit of it uh, to pay more attention to yourself and to what makes you feel good. And these will be things that will stack up and you will be able to use that when you have down days. Even if just as an anchor to know that down days will pass. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's a thing that I would like our listeners to take with them. My key takeaway, I think, is on the same note with yours, and that is allow yourself to have them. This is an incredibly mm-hmm. powerful technique, also terribly difficult to do, but practice doing it. When you're feeling under the weather, allow yourself to feel under the weather. Don't tell yourself, I have to be productive every single day. Don't tell yourself, I need to be happy for that person or for that event. Allow it to be. And I, I promise it will, it will end at one point. And I promise allowing it to be will make it better. I totally agree. Um, maybe we should, um, we should let our listeners go with, um, with a question for them as well. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think? Excellent. Um, So the question for them should be, what is an example of a down day that you felt you managed just right? Write it down in the comments. Tell us your methods, techniques, or secret recipes so that others can see, can learn, and hopefully implement as well. Yep, it's a great question. Uh, On that note, uh, thank you very much for being with us on uh, this lovely day. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This was Growing in Touch. Uh, I am Augustina. And uh, I am Nae. And we, we bid you a beautiful day. And stay safe. Goodbye. Bye.